Welcome everybody to LeaderGov's podcast. We're so excited to have you today and have another uh, great guest and great topic to talk about for local government leaders, whether you're a city manager, county manager, sheriff, police chief, fire chief, finance, community development, whatever your uh, area in city or county government, we really are glad you're here. We have uh, today a great topic and it's on uh, transformational leadership. Uh, my name is Bill Stark. I'm with LeaderGov, and um, um, we enjoy uh, uh, promoting and, and publishing these podcasts to help really inspire and encourage local government leaders in their leadership skills. So our guest today is uh, Chief Sean Burns. Um, just read a quick bio of Sean. He was born and raised in Texas um, began his law enforcement career in 1993 after graduating from uh, Panhandle Regional Law Enforcement Academy. Um, he began his career uh, with West Texas A&M University Police in 95. Uh, as an officer, worked his way up after a national search in 2003. He was uh, selected as uh, chief of police at a young age of 32. And today, what are you like, 34, Sean, something like that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely. Uh, Sean has served as an officer in the Texas Association of College and University Police Administrators. And uh, during that time, also uh, represented the, the board of directors as well. Uh, Sean's active in the High Plains Police Chiefs Association, where he's past president and current Secretary Treasurer. Uh, Sean uh, graduated from West Texas A&M University with a bachelor's degree in political science. So you have been in law enforcement for a good while, I see. Right, Sean? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Welcome, man. Thank you for uh, participating. Thank you for being here today. Uh, I just have one quick question for you. Where is, for all of our listeners and all around the country, where's Canyon, Texas, and what are y'all kind of known for? Canyon, Texas is a small residential community located 11 miles, give or take, uh, south of Amarillo, Texas, here in the Texas Panhandle. Uh, most of the business here is agriculture related. Uh, a majority of the beef from the, from the United States is located in this geographical area. We're also seeing uh, a big increase in uh, dairies and uh, cheese plants in this area because of we, the wide expanse of land we have around here. So it's a very strong agriculture, farming, ranching community. Yeah. Canyon in particular is a small uh, kind of a, a bedroom community located just south of Amarillo, which is where a lot of folks choose to, to work and commute. Uh, Canyon is known uh, as being a very safe community nationally. Uh, and so a lot of people do flock here uh, because of our strong school district and because of the, the small town values. Yeah. Yeah. And having a, having a uh, local college university there is always makes the environment lively. So yeah, great topic today. And uh, this, this whole idea of transformational, transformational leadership. Um, and I guess just start out, Sean, what, how would you define transformational leadership? What, what does that mean to you? Uh, transfer, transformational leadership to me means basically just that you're transforming the organization to stay current and uh, applicable as things change in the world today. And, and of course, this last year has been even more so uh, indicative of the need to constantly reevaluate what you do and how you do it. And so for me, transformational leadership is simply making sure that 
you are constantly evaluating how you do business to make sure that it's the most efficient and the most effective way for you to engage in your community. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, lot of, uh, I, I hear the word change and all of that, uh, you know, sort of the future. And we, when we talk about leadership, we think of leadership as sort of where are we going? What's the future? What's, what's, you know, where are we headed? And this transformational leadership style uh, certainly is a, could be a great style to have when you're trying to transform and, and change where you are. Um, what have you seen some of the benefits to your team? You know, you've got uh, folk, folks on your team, you're trying to transform the environment, your department, uh, the way you do things, how, you know, what, what's, what's been some of the benefits to your team of, uh, of your being a transformational leader? How have you seen it play out in terms of benefits? You know, the biggest benefit is, is simply that, that, that they have a voice. Uh, I don't know everything, uh, which, you know, some people, some people seem to think that I do, but I, but I don't have all the answers and I rely heavily on, on the team that I have and I have a fantastic team. And the thing is, is when you, when you recruit and hire quality individuals, intelligent, intelligent individuals, you're doing them a great disservice when you don't ask for their input and, and take that input because they have fantastic ideas. And I, I am very quick to acknowledge that it has been a long time since I have ridden shift in a squad car being uh, promoted back in 03 to chief. And so it's, it's, it's critical for me to listen to those guys that are doing that job on a daily basis because it's changed in the last 17 years. Mm. And so getting their input on how we need to modify things or how we need to change things gives them a voice. And it doesn't take long for them to understand that if they do see a way to make things better or to change things for the better, that they bring that forward and it's accepted and move forward. Yeah, I, I, I like what you're saying. This uh, I hear kind of a transition. So you're a trans transformational leader, but in being that type of leader in, in wanting to have change, you're seeking their input into the change. Okay. So as a result of that, they feel heard, they feel listened to, they feel respected, uh, they feel valued. Got a question for you though. What if they don't want to change <laughs> or what if, you know, what if they're slow to change? What if they feel like you're just going a little too fast with all this change business, this transformational business? Sometimes that does happen. You know, um, police uh, officers, especially uh, experienced police officers are not always known to be uh, very receptive of change. Uh, in our world, I think the benefit for us is that the educational setting, at the institutional setting, the, the institution itself is constantly striving to make things better and to stay ahead of that curve and be leaders in that area. <clears throat> and so I see our department as being that same thing. You know, we, we had body cameras before any other agencies did in the area. We had in-car cameras before any other agencies did in the area because we wanted that transparency. We wanted to be out ahead of that. And so there are times that that, that becomes a little difficult. And what, what eventually happens is those officers either, um, you know, catch the vision or they catch the bus, so to speak. Uh, they either get on board or, or they end up finding another place to work that's that's more reflective of their desire to stay in the status quo. 
Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying here. It's a little bit like the culture. So the culture you're creating or fostering is a culture of change and a culture of transformation. And um, I, I can see, though, where, you know, if there's a lot of change going on at one time, we work with a county right now, Chief, where they haven't had change for years and years and years and years, right? No change. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they have a transformational leader come in and it's all about change and the people just aren't ready for, you know, massive change. They kind of mm-hmm. have to ease into it. Do you, do you see that in, in, uh, in other circles where, where people have to kind of be careful not to push change too fast? Oh, absolutely. You can't, <clears throat> You know, you, you can't come in and, and just change something every day just for the sake of changing it. When we look at, you know, small things, those are easy to do. Uh, and when you have buy-in from your crew, it's easy to make those changes. <clears throat> the bigger things that are really going to affect operations are really going to challenge that status quo. Those are the ones that we have to be much more slow and deliberate about. And, and much more educational about. We have to be deliberate in, in informing our folks as to why that change is necessary, why it's important, and rolling those out a little bit slower. Uh, you can't, you know, you can't come in and change everything in a, in a short period of time. You, some things you do have to kind of work into. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's good. I I, I appreciate that. Um, we we definitely. I mean, you think about the pace of change in the United States, just in modern society, you know, things didn't change too much in the 17, 1800s. It changed very slowly. And of course, here we're in this modern age and everything's changing around us at like warp speed. And so the whole concept, the whole idea of being a transformational leader is very in step with our culture. I mean, we have to change or we just fall behind. And so uh, there, there's a lot of, you know, good, um, sort of essential need for this type of leader. Now, any story you would share about how transformational leadership has really helped helped you lead a certain type of change that you've been real high on or been important to you? You know, there's, there's a whole lot of things that have been, like I said, I've got a great team. And so, uh, you know, they're constantly coming up with new ideas. But I had one one employee in particular that was, that was struggling a little bit and uh, getting with, with my, with my command staff, we made the decision to give that employee a, a project, uh, an assignment, so to speak. And we gave them the overall mission and direction that that project needed to accomplish, but we did very little uh, in the area of governing that. We allowed them to take that project on that project and, and take it to fruition. And that project went uh, exceedingly well. Uh, that employee did adopt it, uh, embrace it. Initially, there was some reluctance, but the employee did adopt it and embrace it. And that particular program and that, that particular employee um, was recently recognized by his peers and the community for the outstanding performance. And that's, that's completely attributable to that employee and his intrinsic motivation to, to do better and exceed. Uh, and it was, 
it was the ability for us to stand back and, and allow him to, to do what he needed to do and how he needed to do it uh, all the while watching, watching the success. And so I'm, I'm very blessed to have a great staff and they, and they tend to take care of things. They tend to do the right thing when it needs to be done and with very little oversight. Yeah. That, that's a really cool story because he, here it is, you're maybe having a little bit of a challenge with change, with transforming something. And you, you almost do the opposite. It's like here, we'd like for you to sort of manage this process. Basically, you're giving the person some latitude. You're giving them a little authority. You're giving them some ownership. And in the process of doing that, they actually became the change. They actually implemented the change you were looking for. Is that, is that did I get that right? That's exactly right. Yeah, very, very smart. I, I, I like that. So good, that's a great idea for anybody listening. You know, if you've got an employee who's a little resistant to change, give them authority, give them leeway, give them some um, uh, ownership of whatever the project is by being, um, you know, a, a part of the change, maybe the owner of, of that project. And, and let them sort of do it at their own pace, perhaps. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's a great story. Um, <clears throat> one last question I had for you about, about trans, transformational leadership. You know, obviously, we're talking about change today. You know, how do you encourage and promote openness to change? How do you keep this sort of top of mind? How do you let your team know that this is important? Um, is it just part of your culture? Is it just part of your vocabulary or how, how, how do you do that? Uh, both it, it's culture and vocabulary, but it's, it's basically taking that time to visit with them and, and asking what's going on, what's going right, what's going wrong. And when you get to the part that's, that's going wrong or not going as well as it could, then asking the question, what, you know, what could we do to make that better? How can we, how can we resolve that? Is there a way to resolve it? And sometimes there are obviously limitations that you can't, you know, that you can't do everything, but a lot of times, some of the most, some of the things that shock you the most, or it's, it's the little things that annoy people that make them unhappy. And those are some of the easiest things to fix. But you, you said it a while ago, em, empowering your employees to make those changes, especially if it's small and insignificant, but it improves their life, giving them the authority to do those, and then stepping back and not micromanaging the process, Let, letting them make those changes that do increase performance and productivity and, and getting out of the way, because they're going to be pretty efficient at doing what they do because they know how to do it and do it well. You just have to get out of the way and let them do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've heard this theme now. I think you've said it two or three times um, in this whole idea of being a transformational leader. It's getting feedback from the team, talking to the team. Where are you? Are you okay with this? Is it good, bad? Are you indifferent? Let's hear from you. Let's hear your perspective because I've got to, I've got to know where they are and where their head is in all this change. And, and deal with whatever those challenges are that they're having. Is that, is that what I hear you saying? Absolutely. And for the, for the naysayers, you know, the, the ones that you have, the, sometimes those that become toxic employees, the, the way that you address those is when they want to complain. One of the mantras around the office is, is don't, don't bring me a problem without a solution. 
I want to hear your solution to the problem. And so when we're having our divisional meetings, when we're having our command level meetings, it's when we get to those things that aren't going right, you know, how can we fix them? And that includes the, the line officer as well. If, if you're complaining about something, tell me how we can make it better. Yeah. And, and a lot of times it's, it's totally feasible to implement those changes. Yeah. Great, great idea. Great idea. Hey, uh, last question for you. As you think about all the leaders that you've worked for, uh, or maybe someone that you have never even met that you just see from afar that you would say is a great leader. Could, it could be a, your grandfather or could be a friend even. Uh, who, who comes to mind for you that you would just elevate up, you know, wow, that person, I believe they were a great leader, but more than their name, and you don't even have to tell us their name, what, what made them special? What made them a great leader? Well, <clears throat> My predecessor was um, my mentor, and that was one of the biggest things that he did was he asked you how to how to make things better. He listened, and if if it was a if it was a good idea, it was implemented. And that was, I mean, that's the the bulk of the reason that that I lead the way that I lead. In that, I don't sit behind a big desk and pretend to know all the answers and and you know, pontificate, you know, what, what should happen. Uh, I go back to those folks that are out there doing the job because when the university is recognized as being safe, it's not about what I do on a daily basis. It's about those employees. And so you have to value your employees and you have to honor and respect your employees. And then you have to, part of honoring and respecting that team is to get rid of the ones that are toxic and that are, that are bringing the team down. And that's another important part, but um, he would, he would be, he would be the person that immediately comes to mind because he always wanted to be out there on the leading edge. He always wanted to be at the front of the curve. He always wanted to be the one to try something first. Uh, and I've adopted that philosophy and that mentality. Mm. Wow. That's great. Great. Uh, and I noticed obviously the theme again in there, you know, let's listen to, let's implement, let's, let's, let's be open to change, uh, in, 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 even this mentor of yours, great, great topic. You know, uh, this whole thing about, um, uh, transformational leadership for us at, at LeaderGov, uh, Sean, is we, we have a workshop, we have a 12 month workshop program. It's a, it's a, a one workshop every month for 12 months. They're an hour and a half long. And in the early part of our workshop series, we talk about um, situational leadership, which is this whole idea of, you know, there's seven or eight or nine different types of leadership, democratic leadership, laissez-faire, um, uh, you know, situa um, uh, transformational leadership, transactional leadership, uh, autocratic leadership, <laughs> I could go on. And one of the things we find in our workshops is that a lot of people get stuck in just one way of leading and, and never sort of open up or consider other ways of leading their team based on the situation, based on the time, based on the environment. And so um, I appreciate you sharing with us a little bit today, just what it means to be a transformational leader and not, not really even what it means is how to do it, you know, how to do it so that it doesn't come across as onerous or you're going to do it my way or the highway. It doesn't sound like you're doing any of those kind of things. It's a very um, inclusive sort of process you go through. And 
appreciate you sharing. Uh, any final thought, anything you would just share with the folks as we, as we head out? No, sir. Probably the biggest thing is just take care of your employees. I mean, they're, they're, they're the heart of the organization. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, uh, Chief. I appreciate you being with us today. I thank all of our listeners who are, uh, are listening today. Thank you for your continued support. And uh, we hope this has been informational uh, to you and, and sort of helped you maybe get a better sense of what it means to be a transformational leader and do it in a way that, that inspires others, that includes others, that empowers others. Uh, the world is changing and we've got to change along with the world and we're going to end up being irrelevant and we don't want that do we Chief? no sir <laughs> have a great day good to, good to have you thank you sir you too